With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. On for podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Monday. Happy Thanksgiving to the Canadians in the listening audience here this morning as Trent and I talk sports with you. Canadian Thanksgiving for the next couple of hours and glad you're spending some of your morning here with us. The BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this at 1045 for the first of what we believe are uh, every Monday um, appearances. Jeff Benson from Circus Sports out in Las Vegas uh, will join us and we will recap the weekend from a sports betting perspective. Look a little bit ahead to tonight's Monday night football game where the Ravens will host the Indianapolis Colts. The number's going up. It's now a touchdown. Jeff Benson, our only guest in our number one, leaving plenty of time for us to discuss, regurgitate, and opine on what we saw this weekend. Bama Bob will kick off our number two. We will go around college football with Bama Bob. And then Scott Dockerman from the uh, Athletic Doc will join us at about 1135 uh, as we will uh, get, I'm assuming, a little bit more on that unbelievable game. Man, what an incredible way the, the day set out. I know you were tailgating. But I know mm-hmm. you had TV, but the Red River shootout, the uh, the game in Oxford, which was bananas in the first window. Then you had the middle of the afternoon, Hawks-Penn State window, and to top it off with, well, Nebraska-Michigan and Texas A&M uh, and Alabama. Which is, it couldn't have worked out any better. Right. It and was, the fact that Iowa State the week worked out so well that there was no they were they were off this week, so you didn't have to miss any part of it. Not that I didn't, it's a chore to watch the clones, sure. it's not. But you get my point. Yeah, that was last night. I was kind of catching up on things and told my wife, "Yeah, I got another four hours." And then, of course, the Chiefs game goes late, so trying to catch up on everything that I missed being in Iowa City. I'm not digging ditches. I'm no. I'm rewatching <laughs> football. It's okay. I'm going to be all right if I yeah, a little bit later. But voices crack, but. Well, plenty to be thankful for, my Canadian lad yes, over there. thank you very much. Very big day, full day of CFL football this afternoon. <laughs> there you go. Uh, speaking of afternoon sporting events, yeah. we got a lot of baseball to get into. Another four-pack. Man, the baseball is unbelievable, isn't it? Including the Red Sox raised that uh, uh, that play last night, last night, the ground rule double, which is the rule. It is. And you know what? Kevin Cash has, he cannot beef about this at all. And mm-hmm. to his credit, he didn't because just two years ago, the exact same thing happened to them in Toronto in their favor. Oh, really? Yes. Now, it wasn't a playoff game. Sure. But still, the exact same thing. Only well, it wasn't it wasn't the center field wall. It was the left field wall that it went over. Um, but it happened to Kevin Cash, and Kevin Cash knew the rule. Came out and said to the umpires, "No, no, 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 no. That's a, it's a ground rule double." And so he knew the rule firsthand. But anyways, enough about that. Yes, let's get to what we witnessed this weekend. 
uh, in Iowa City. You saw you uh, in person. Uh, I, I haven't seen the TV number yet. I'm assuming mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty big. But man, oh man, oh man, the place looked loud. It looked incredible. It was awesome. The uh, the field. I have no problem. I never do. You know what? You want to celebrate? You celebrate. Yes. Who am we? Who are we to bitch and moan <laughs> about kids and adults? In a lot of cases, rushing right. the field. He got caught up in it. What a game! How could you not? Number three versus number four. We have not seen a top five matchup in Kinnick in 36 years. Mm-hmm. You want to rush a field? Rush the field. Absolutely. I've, I've rushed the field before. Yeah. I didn't do it after this one. Could I have? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm also old. Yeah, but you're a lot of folks older than you were out there. Trent. And I'll tell you what, if I was in row 20 as opposed yeah, to you were, what, up towards the top, right. I was up at 68. Yeah. And that would have been a little bit different too. Right. But just soaking it in. I've been to about 140, 150 games at Kinnick. A lot. Seen a lot of great games. Seen a lot of great environments. Seen special moments. Basically, any big game over the last, now, 25 years, Hmm. I've been there inside of Kinnick. Hmm. Seen loud moments. I've seen incredible crowds. Yep. But there is nothing in terms of sheer volume. Wow. That is what we saw on Saturday night. Nothing. 2003 Michigan, I always maintained, was as loud as I had heard it up until that point. The back to back to back false starts. I mean, how many overall were there? I lost count at eight. It was eight. Okay. It was the final eight false start penalties. Amazing. Incredible, unheard of. No way to go, Kinnick. That is fans. Yes, that. Yes, guys make mistakes over the course of a game. You're going to see it at any level of football that happens. But this was crowd noise that made it. There was a shot. This little video clip. I don't know if you saw it. Where after one of those three, the guard who jumped looked at the center, and the center, you can see him mouth, I can't hear. Yeah, they showed it on TV. Did they? Yes, yeah. I can't hear. Basically telling him. It was the right guard, and he looked like he was animated. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) I can't hear. Right. That's what it was. The touchdown, it felt like the ball was in the air for 10 minutes. Kind of was. So for my spot, you can see this play develop as they roll the pocket out, mm-hmm. and you see Regani, and he breaks Sneaks free. Out, yeah. And the safeties are rolling over the other way towards where Petrus is going, and you see him clear. And then that ball goes in the air, and it doesn't come down. Mm. It's just hanging up there for what felt like a lifetime. Because you know, as long as Petrus connects on that pass, doesn't underthrow him, doesn't overthrow him, just completes it in stride. Those are the ones he has trouble with, Trent. When he he takes a little bit off of it, Mm -hmm. Lachey and I think Regani. Yes. uh, He took took something off it twice, and they, you know, killed worms. Not that one. Not that one. Not that one. And Regani did the the rest as he Mm -hmm. was able to get to the corner. That was another thing as you saw, maybe he's going to be tackled, you know, inside the five and... Not overly confident, right. still in the Iowa offense. And if at that he would have got caught uh, tackled inside the five, as we saw uh, after Johnson made that run inside the ten, they uh-huh. went backwards. Yes, and I know. Here is what I don't get: the interception, that, right? The interception away. went right. backwards. Precisely. Yes, um, it's an annuity, and it has been since Nate Stanley to line up behind the center, mm-hmm. and just sneak it. Yeah, two yards every time. Two yards. Two yards. Two yards. I don't know why they don't do that. I'm not complaining what they did at the end. I'm not. With the knees. With the knees. You mm-hmm. know what? You've got a defense. You've got a punter. You've got a a um, a quarterback that is overmatched mm-hmm. uh, in Penn State at this point. Who had no He had no idea what this defense with Phil Parker was going to uh, send at him. And they were sending him at him, boy. Mm-hmm. Benson, oh, he made a beeline a couple of times. Uh, so I have no problem with that. Um, but, but why not sneak the ball? Peter's a little banged up. Peaches that, is a tough SOB. This that, is what I'm starting to realize point. about him. 
the grainy throw where they score to make it 17-10 right after they get the ball back after the uh, field goal from Penn State. Mm-hmm. Clifford was hurt at that point. Third and nine. He knows he's going to get hit, and he finally delivered yeah. a strike after right. an awful start from Took Peters. Took one right in the chops. We've seen that how many times now this year? Four, five? Yeah. Where he's going to get hit, and right. he knows, and he still stays yeah. in there and delivers. Yeah. Are there inadequacies of Spencer Peters? Absolutely. He's not even close to a perfect quarterback. No. But that part, and we continually hear about him, about those leadership qualities. That's a part of it. A guy that's going to stand in the pocket, know he's going to mm-hmm. get hit, and still deliver the ball. That earns you respect. Sure. And that's why, a piece of why, he has the respect of that locker room. Yeah, he's not the greatest quarterback, but he's 6-0. and That's right. I mean, and, go, yes, and go back to last year. Yes. And he won six consecutive uh-huh. there. It's 12 straight victories with him at the helm. Are there things you can point at? Absolutely. But those things, and especially at a program like Iowa, they're important. The explosion of the sound after that touchdown, though, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. It, it was absolutely incredible because as the second half progressed, you felt Penn State's not moving the ball. Right. I was going to get that. If they can just make a play. Mm-hmm. And it was figure that, out the Penn State defense, who played exceptionally well. And the confidence you could feel inside the fan base. You could just feel inside of Kinnick that everybody, I think, had the same feeling. Well, see, Trent, just make I, a play. I thought they were loud the entire game. They were. Even down. Right, that's three, what I mean. It was loud. Mm-hmm. And it was because you know Phil Parker is going to ratchet it up. And what mm-hmm. did he do? He started to bring pressure. Yep. Not going to sit back. And for the national media, and there's a lot of this. Well, you know, if... if Clifford doesn't get they they blow Iowa out. They don't it's blow contact Iowa. sport. <laughs> and Phil Parker Clifford had thrown two picks. Yes, absolutely. He had thrown two picks. And to think that Phil Parker, Phil freaking Parker, one of the best defensive coordinators, is not going to do something different. Mm-hmm. And that Penn State was going to score forty five points. Come on. Mm-hmm. Where Clifford was beating was with his legs. Mm-hmm. Three runs, yeah. including that big what twenty two yarder. Something, yeah. 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 But Parker's not going to figure that out. Come on. Right. That's that's not understanding Iowa football. If that's the conversation piece nationally, but here's a great thing. Let him have it. Yeah, Trent, we, we know how the how it ended. Clifford mm-hmm. got hurt, and, and Roberson couldn't do anything because the Iowa made adjustments, and he had no answer for the defense. Hawkeye fans of national media want to play that card. Let them play it mm-hmm. and just keep winning games. And there was a lot of national media in the building, too, because mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of folks that saw the wave for the first time and now realize just how special that is. Yeah. I'm sure they realize to an extent, but to, to witness it in person. Um, I mean, Joel Clapp was just raving about his entire day. Bob Stoops, you knew he, Stoops was going right. to... Was going to bring, um, but Joel Klatt, Joel Klatt's with the fans after walking through tailgates. I, I think you that. might have seen him. Yes, um, you know he's doing his little video recap, and the fans are going nuts behind. He had a ball. What a day in Iowa City! My God, it was perfect. Eighty-two degrees, little breeze going breeze, on. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was great. And then you have to go to special teams again. Tory Taylor. It's like he, him and Roberts, he's punting the ball to Roberts. <laughs> right. It happened yeah. on a couple of occasions mm-hmm. again. I mean, this, these guys are so special. Yeah, Taylor had, what, one bad game for him, right. which would have been an average game for most college punters. Um, but my God, he was good. And then see him get caught up in the locker room celebration. Yes. Kirk's crying again. Boy, how can he not? I know that he's, you know, there's been some things that make you scratch your head in his crib. He's been there a long time. He's mm-hmm. going to, everybody makes mistakes and that. And you don't think he loves those players and those players don't love him back. My God, just amazing. Just absolutely incredible. Here's one thing that I picked up on. So after the game, when they, when it's all going on, somehow Kirk Ferentz found safety and the Fox cameras. Uh, that All-American girl, Jenny Taft, ran uh, Kirk Ferentz down. And... 
and I'm paraphrasing, but she she asked Kirk about the about the night, and he said something to the effect of "It's a pretty special place, especially when they turn those the sun goes down and they turn those lights on." Well, Gary Barta, you. Last week you told us, well, it's up to Kirk if he wants a night game mm-hmm. <laughs> against Minnesota. Yeah. If that doesn't seal the deal, <laughs> nothing else should, right? We've got him on record saying how much he loves these night games. So make that happen against the Gophers. Uh, Goodson got his. He struggled. I mean, they, they shut him down for the most part, but he made some big runs in the football game. Nice to see that. Uh, Richmond got taken to school a couple of times yeah. early, but kind of tightened things up early in the football game. There's no doubt in my mind that Penn State is faking injuries. Yeah, There's Right. None whatsoever. And for um, Franklin to come out in the you fashion. You can't come out and claim you say, yeah, and that's what we were doing. I mean, no, yeah. no, no. But when it's asked, you can kind of dance around it. So he brings up five he went injuries. on the offensive. What's the best defense? A good offense. And that's what he did. Absolutely. But there was the uh, the shot. It was Mark Freund from Channel 13 yeah. that had the video of yes. it. And Kirk seething. Uh-huh. I mean, you could you could feel the heat. And Woods. I mean, he, was, he got down on the ground faking yeah. injury. There's also a, a gif out there, one of the fans that they must have cut to on the yeah, TV I saw broadcast. It. I saw it. Yeah. Holding his shoulder. And, yeah. And then throwing his, come on. Yes. Yeah. There was plenty of, the, that's the frustrating part. And to say, well, they don't run tempo, so it doesn't matter. It mm. does matter. It absolutely sure it matters. matters. I think I saw the stat on the plays that Penn State defensive players, and it didn't happen to any of the offensive guys. Isn't it funny how weird, that happens? Really yeah. weird. And off, it, it, here's the other thing that's coincidental. Seemingly, it came after a big play for Iowa. There's no you know, gain of one, gain of two. Mm-hmm. These injuries are happening after 12-yard run, 15-yard catch. To that point, on the plays where Penn State players were, quote-unquote, injured. Mm-hmm. And Iowa, miraculously, tra- they got a hell of a trainer over there because yeah, they, they get right back in. He, he needs to get a raise after that. I mean, yeah. Mr. Miyagi over there rubbing Put a little his hands butter together. on it and get back in there, I guess. Iowa averaged 14 yards per play on those subsequent plays. Is that what it was? On the other plays, the rest of the game, I think Iowa averaged like 3.1 yards wow, per play. I, I knew hmm. that they were big. It was 14 yards. I didn't know that yeah. stat. That's, yeah. I saw that one on Twitter last night. Mm. That, uh, Says a lot. Says mm-hmm. a lot and how quickly they were able to come back in. Mm-hmm. Michigan State's done this crap in the past with D'Antonio. That's why I have no respect for him because of things like that. And you're Penn State. Do you really have to do things like that? That's the they other thought part. They did. They thought they did. Trent, special teams. We talked about Taylor. Let's shoot give deck. a little bit of love to Shudak. Holy cow. That kick, I was surprised they went for it. Yes. That 48-yarder that they attempted that uh uh, to make that 48-yarder wind was well, you were there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it certainly you I mean, you could see the flags. Yes, but there was clearly it was clearly a factor. Not to him, just no. split the sticks. Oh, this kid's good. He is. He's, he's super talented. really really good. You know what? I was thinking about this. Uh, I would love to be able to go back into early August and listen to one of our shows. <laughs> what we were saying just, about this? Yeah, team. about yeah. this. Well, we don't know. We never, this kid's never made a kick. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Black's going to be a star. Um, Iowa State top 10. They're going to kill Iowa. We're talking about a top five Iowa State team that's going to the playoff. They're not even getting votes in the polls. Iowa's number two as we wake up here. I mean, amazing. Nobody saw this coming, and what a story is being written. At this level, at this kind of experience, this is so different than 2015. It's just a completely different conversation because they played a good Iowa State team. Mm-hmm. Because they beat Penn State. Yes. Because you still have Wisconsin on the schedule. And Where was Indiana with... ranked when they came to town? 12? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There was top 15 team, I think, at yeah. the very least. And they have continued to do it. It's not pretty, but no. it doesn't have to be. Would you rather have a loss? Would you rather be 
Ohio State mm-hmm. with a pretty loss. Trent, they were going to lose to Maryland on Friday night if oh, you yeah. listen to the National Press. Heard plenty of that. And it'll continue. Sure. And that'll Don't be who okay. cares? Right. <laughs> Same thing here. They want to make excuses for Clifford. All right. We'll see if they show up in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. If they do, we'll see what happens there. There's a lot of quarterbacks on Iowa's schedule that somehow haven't been able to finish the game. Well, five year. out of six now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trend. Mm. Five out of six is a trend. And Iowa's defense and Phil Parker has something to yeah. do with it. It's not guys that just get hurt celebrating. And then that's why they have to leave the game. So help me out with this. Um, Campbell just... It wasn't a dirty hit. I mean, it was a good linebacker play. When did you notice that Clifford was in some kind, or did you at all? I didn't know. So the Penn State, I'm on the sideline of the visitor sideline. So So you really can't see much. You can see the Iowa bench clear as day, right? right? Yeah, but didn't even see anything, didn't even think anything of it. That's the other part. Iowa scores right afterwards, so still at that point, at least inside the stadium, Mm -hmm. 17-10, towards the end of the half, here comes, oh no, it's not Clifford. And that's where I was like, oh, okay. He got hurt on that play, and that's what it was, at least for mm-hmm. me, and I'm sure And then he comes out of the locker room for the second half, and he's in street clothes. Close, yeah. Um, and I think that was a piece, too, where just make a couple plays offensively, yeah. and you're going to beat this team. Right, right. Dotson caught eight balls, but really didn't do any damage. Nothing, what, 40-some uh, yards? 48 yards. 48. Um, yeah, the tight end did a little damage, but not not, not a ton. This, this is a good receiving core. Now, again... Um, Clifford's got a better arm than the backup, so mm-hmm. that factored into things clearly. But and they couldn't run the ball either. Not worth a damn. No, outside and of Clifford. That, yeah, and that had been the Achilles' heel to this team all season long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't. Th- did Noah Kane get loose once? Had the touchdown, but it was on, from two, two yard, yard lines line. or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. No, really, didn't get nothing. loose at all. Looking at uh, Kane's his longest run couldn't have been more than five or eight, six yards. How about this? How much? Three. Huh. His longest run. Was three. Yeah. Key had a long of six. Ten carries for 30 Jeez. yards. Noah Kane, eight carries for 15 yards. Ford had one carry for one yard. Hmm. That defense is elite. Yeah. That defense gives you a chance every single time, and they're getting enough. And Keegan Johnson, get him more snaps. Oh, my God. What a play. Yes. What a play. Arlen Bruce, do more than just the jet sweep motion with him mm-hmm. because that dude can make plays. Yep. They got two good ones there. They've got two good. Ones. What's Potterbaum? Anything after the game with him? Boy, he got he got clocked. Yeah, Oof. he got decleated. That was when you could crunch. You could hear. Yeah, just, that was um, a crunch. That offensive line. The tackles are still not very mm-hmm. good. There's not. They're young. They're inexperienced. The interior, though, does this lead to down the road where I was going to have to maintain? They're still going to do what they do, but going forward, we got to go more. Just straight up blocking. We can't go zone scheme eighty five percent of the time, because how many of those times too? You look where it's blocked really well, and there's a cutback there, but then somebody from the backside gets Goodson mm-hmm. for a loss of two. Where just if it's a straight up blocking yeah, they scheme, were, they were in the backfield a lot, Trent. And instead, it's a loss of two. It felt like there was a half dozen of those plays. Yeah, seemingly were. There was yeah, there was a there was a bunch. And in zone blocking, all five guys, yeah. well, and your type, but your five offensive linemen. They have to be together, blocking mm-hmm. well. When you have the issues you do at both left and right tackle, maybe this is a time where we need to evolve a little bit more. We need to open up what we do along that front because I don't think by the end of the season, Nick DeYoung's going to be a star. That Mason Richmond's going to be a stud by the end of the year to beat Ohio State in a game where you're probably going to have to score 27, so you 31. Think the Buckeyes are starting to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. You know, we said last week, rematch. 
I don't know. I don't think there is either. Ohio State's starting to figure it out. Yeah, the well, they, they always had good. offensively figured yeah. it out, but their yeah, defense they had 600 is yards up. against Purdue. Right, their their defense is starting to grow up a little bit. But you know what? It's not going to be a cakewalk because Michigan's good. Yes, Michigan State. I mean, Michigan, Michigan State's going to be a fun football game, and that's in East Lansing. Those two teams, both of them unbeaten so far. Big Ten, uh, Big Ten East. Look, here's where we're at today. I know I said it last week and it jumped all over me. The consolation right now for Iowa is the Rose Bowl. Think about that. Worst case scenario is the Rose worst Bowl? case scenario. Like I don't see Purdue beating them. I, I just uh, I know a lot of folks are worried. Jeff Brom has coached circles around Kirk Ferentz. They have no offense. Bell's a good player, but he's coming back from injury. Yeah, they'll have eight catches for 212 yards and four. Touchdowns. I don't think he does against this defense. Hope you're right. I just don't think he does. But it sure seems like halfway through the season. That the landing spot is the, ro- the soft landing spot mm-hmm. is the Rose Bowl. Think about that. And not only that, they can still stub their toe. See, it does happen against Purdue. You win out from there, though. Mm-hmm. You win your last five, or you lo- lose in that regular season finale against Nebraska, or you do lose to Wisconsin. But you're eleven and one, and you get your shot against the Buckeyes or Michigan or Sparty or Penn State, whoever shows up there, and you win that game, and you're twelve and one. You are in. The college football playoff. It's going you to might be, be the four seed. Yeah, and you got to play Georgia. Or well, somebody's going to have to. If you're, you're <laughs> eventually, you're going to have to. If you ultimately think you're good enough to win on the second Monday night in January, um, yeah, college football, man. <laughs> this is Cincinnati. I mean, here's the thing that I think you got to you got to tip your cap. And I'm going to bring this up with Bama. I think this team's for real. Coming off that emotional win against mm-hmm. Notre Dame, everybody thought let down, let down, let down. Well, it was 17-3 at the half, right? Yeah, but they won 52-3. to Wheels fell off for Temple in the second half. Yeah, but you got to give Cincy. Cincy sure. was playing with third-teamers for a lot of that. Get ready for this week. Central Florida, UCF has been a disappointment. They're one right this year. And what's the number, 16? I thought it would yeah. be higher, actually. Be careful. All right. Houston's better. SMU's pretty good. It's not going to be a cakewalk. Boy. They're going to have to earn it to get there. And if they do? At thirteen and zero, mm-hmm. bring it. Yeah, Iowa Cincinnati in the two three matchup. Uh, yeah. I mean, like Oklahoma's found their quarterback. They have. There. I mean, there, there's no the quarterback controversy. One, how many times did we hear that this summer? Trent, we both kind of looked at each other like, "What are we missing?" Yeah. The but to be one, fair, I thought the same thing. I thought this is why I kind of tapped the brakes a little bit because I was all, "There's no way Justin Herbert's going to be an NFL quarterback." That's true. <laughs> Man, he stinks. Yeah. You missed on that one. Missed. So I kind of thought, well, maybe, what am I missing on Rattler? I didn't see it. This Williams kid's for real. There's no quarterback controversy in Norman. None. Absolutely not. He is the guy. Yes. What about the decision when they're going for two, though, to put Spencer Rattler back in the game? Uh, now, it worked. Yeah. But still. I don't I don't get it either. That was a baffling That one. was an unbelievable football game. Trent, it's 21-7. to No, it's 14 to nothing. I thought the officials kind of not gifted uh, Oklahoma play on the sidelines to keep a drive alive. It was a hell of a play by Rattler, but I don't think it should have counted. Um, it's 21-7. 28-7, was it, at some point? It was. It looked like this was all Texas. Mm-hmm. Hell of a comeback. That uh, The game in Oxford was bananas. Watching uh, uh, Arkansas and Ole Miss 
It's kind of like a basketball game. You score, I score. You score, I score. That's the way it was. Unbelievable. More with that on Bama Bob. I'm guessing this is Ryan. He's been on hold for 17 minutes, and that's usually uh, uh, the way he operates. We'll get him in here before we go to break. We're going to come back, uh, talk more. I want to do a little bit on the NFL uh, before we head to Las Vegas with Jeff Benson. Look forward to catching up with him. Circus Sports, of course, they're now available in the state of Iowa. Uh, Jeff, uh, thanks for being patient. Welcome back to the program. Take it away. Trent, so let's just call a spade a spade here, buddy. Mm -hmm. Our boy Petrus, after the first quarter, I'm looking at the stats right here. 15 for 20, 180 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks. So with that, and you watched the defense in the crowd, and I brought up the crowd, if you guys remember in the summer, about how the crowd might be, you know, bringing on the players and the odds and whatnot. Like you've talked about it, it was unbelievable. With all of that, are you on board with Petrus? Spencer Petrus is fine. He's fine. And I thought this summer throughout the whole time, this is why I thought Iowa, I love this team. I love coming in, I thought they were going to be a lot better than many people thought but one one position, and it was the quarterback spot. And he has grown, and he's continued. And the interception, could Regani maybe hauled it in? Maybe. The pick yeah, isn't... I wish he would have taken a little something off absolutely. that ball. It wasn't overly egregious kind of interception, but he was bad. And more than anything, though, that wasn't a Petrus bad. I thought Brian Ferentz was bad. The play calling... Yeah. The, Until the touchdown, right. The first quarter, especially, when yeah. Petrus starts one for nine. What was that game plan? Mm-hmm. I, it just... It didn't make sense what they were trying to do early in that football game. And I think he got better, obviously, as the game went on, too. But Petrus, there's something about him. And, and I'm understanding that now because of the whole, ah, oh, this guy, he's such a leader. Eh, okay. Those, those tan- intangible things that you can't measure. I like to have things that are measurable. And there's something about the dude that you just can't measure. So, yeah, credit to the guy. Okay. 12 straight. Now, let's go with um, the second chapter, and that would be my lock of the year with all your people that you had on your show. Oh, this is the, this is the upset. Nebraska's back. The black shirt. Jump on board on Nebraska. Well, let me give you a couple stats, guys. Well, well, let me give you one. They, they imploded again. And they okay, covered. Which, uh, oh, but here's the deal, though. Well, I had it at two and a half. Ah. But here's the deal. I talked about that on, on Friday. When you have bad teams or mediocre teams, you implode. Mm-hmm. For example, you had two picks. Mm-hmm. You had more penalties. You gave up seven more first downs. You let Michigan run 200 yards on you, 460 total yards. Again, where is the black shirt? This was a game you, you needed a win, homecoming, at night. Nebraska's back. Well, they just lost another close game. Yeah. When, you're, when you're a good team, you, win you find a way to win yeah. the game, yeah. Yeah, just, I like agree. Michigan, just like Iowa. No, I agree. So I, I'm, I'm, I'd love to hear what Sip and – and what, what Thursday at ten thirty. <laughs> well, I'll, you, you know I'll be there, but it's just another another game where it just uh, just yeah. slipped right across your fingers. Yeah, so. it did. It seemed like it. I mean, Adrian Martinez trying to make a play, trying to make a yes. play. They stood him up. He stripped the football. Um, and it, every seemingly every single Saturday, they have one of those moments with him. And what? But again, it goes back to a winning culture, having sure. great co- having a great coaching staff to put the kids in the right situation. To win a game, and it might not just be all on Martinez, but you know, you, you find these excuses. Oh well, you know, da, da, da. well, he might, he might lose it. He might lose his job this year about having three or four close losses. 
So. Uh, thanks for the call, Jeff. Got to move on. Uh, he may. I don't think he will. I think Trev Albers probably gives him another year. They've shown enough. Uh, Even if it doesn't yes. end in a bull bid. Well, now they have to beat. What, what do they have left? They got it. Wisconsin, I just had it up a moment ago. Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Iowa. Purdue, Minnesota, Northwestern. So they go to Minnesota this week. Yeah. Purdue after that at yeah. home. Right. And then the November gauntlet. Ohio State. Yeah. At Whiskey, home for Iowa. They got to get three more uh, wins to get bowl eligible. Even if they beat Minnesota and Purdue, the next two. Yeah. They have to find a way to beat either the Buckeyes, the Badgers on the road, or the Hawkeyes. Mm. I, I still think it comes down to that final week. I think it does too. I think they're five and six. Yeah, quite possible. Yes. And I still give them a you shot. You know what? In that they, can, they can beat Wisconsin. Yes. They can beat Wisconsin. They can beat Ohio State. I don't know about that. Ooh. Ohio State's offense they're getting is better. so good. And their defense is growing up. It's growing. But it's not an impossibility that it felt like back in August. No. No, absolutely. After the I Illinois totally game. agree with you. You have to. If you play, I mean, if the percentage chances at that time were 1%, they might be 15% mm-hmm. now. But there's at least a chance here. They have an opportunity to beat the Buckeyes. I'm not going to pick it or anything like that. They're getting better. Is that enough at Nebraska? If it was it any other. Shouldn't be. If it was any other coach, this is coach other than Scott four Frost. for him? If this was Bill Jones, no Nebraska ties, he's just there doing this exact same, yeah, it wouldn't be enough. If it's Bill Callahan. But it's not. Right. It's Scott Frost. I know. And I think that matters a little bit. And there's no, it must. Yeah. It's 1030. We'll take a time out, do a couple of minutes on the NFL, then we'll head to Vegas with Jeff Benson, uh, Circa Sports, Circa now available in the state of Iowa. Hour number two, Bama Bob, Trent and I will go around college football. Love that segment. Looking forward to it today. And then Scott Dockerman, more on the Hawks in about an hour with our friend from The Athletic. Miller and Condon until noon. Uh, thanks for being with us on Des Moines Sports Station, 14 60 kicks and own 106 on your side back to miller and condon on 1460 kxno and 106.3 fm hi miller and condon welcome back real quick segment here let's do some nfl conversation trent condon uh it was a fun day in the nfl mm-hmm. i mean there was a bunch of extra points kicked or missed i think 12 of them 12 Kickers missed 12. It was 11 at one point that I said. Well, the Thursday game there was one, oh, so you gotcha, put that okay. into the equation. A bunch of field goals missed. I'll tell you the game that thoroughly entertained me. Uh, Chargers and the Browns. That was an unbelievable football game. For Mayfield, who's been battling, mm-hmm. but to play through it, though he has for a couple weeks now, we learned yep. with the, the torn labrum in his left shoulder. That one-two punch at running back. Oof. And yet... The Chargers, time in and time out. I almost called them San Diego. Caught myself good. <laughs> yeah. You know what else was I noticed about that game? For the first time, I think, since they moved from San Diego, I think they had a bigger percentage of fans rooting for the home team. Right. Few and far between right? that has happened, and good to see. Well, Building easy, a fan base. Easy team to root for, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, I love the coach. I love yeah. the quarterback. You're an L.A. person. Yeah, you don't. You have a rooting interest, but... On the Rams, would they play? No, they played... When did they play? Thursday? Thursday, Thursday yeah. yeah. So maybe that's part of it. Yeah. But you have an opportunity. Hey, let's jump on this team. Mm-hmm. Let's get season tickets. They're going to be fun. It's going to be a fun time for the first time. And though Cleveland, you could hear too. There are plenty of Browns yeah, fans that were. also made their yeah. way out to L.A. to watch that one. That was a fun one. Speaking of fans, how about the Bears fans making their way to Vegas? Oh, my God. That um, was a decided majority. It's going to be every week, I think. That's what it is, right? Uh-huh. Near the Raiders. It's especially in the beginning. Absolutely. But it only happens every seven years. That's true. The Bears only play out there every seven mm-hmm. years, so 
when it happens, mm-hmm. I'm already looking. 2028, going to be making some fall plans, I think, <laughs> when the Bears make their way out to Vegas. It just That's what it is. And Vikings fans and Packers and everybody, when your team plays out there, the Giants, the Dolphins, whatever it is. It's a perfect city, Trent. It, it is. It's just so, I mean, you can walk to the stadium depending on where you're. I mean, that's Cyclone fans. Mm-hmm. They had a ball. They had a ball. And that's a great thing for the uh-huh. NFL and great thing for yep. traveling fan bases to pull that off. How the Bears did it? The defense is growing. The defensive backfield's growing up. I think so. In a big way. Mm-hmm. Because before the season, there are questions at the other side of the corner, outside of Johnson, and at the safety spot. And they're playing much better. And Robert Quinn, he has rejuvenated yes. himself. Because it felt like maybe it was over for him. It was just. Well, it certainly looked like an awful signing. Yes. And the injuries had caught up. Uh-huh. And you see this happen for players where it just it goes downhill very, very quickly. Bears are three and two. I know. <laughs> We've got a game behind the Packers. Right. When do they see them next or two weeks? This week. This week, wow. At Bearville, right? It's a it soldier. Is. How about that? Noon kickoff for that. Oh, outstanding. I looked at my first mock draft yesterday. Oh, jeez. Uh, it's, it's, you it's, got a problem. It's already... Um, 1-800-DRAFTS-OFF. That's, that's what you need, Miller. Yeah, 1-800-WAVE-THE-WHITE-FLAG. My squad is going to be... Oh, a, no, you're already doing that. Oh, they're bad. They're, they're, they're awful. Uh, what else from... Uh, um, you know who's playing really well, and I hated to see him get hurt, and Daniel Jones, did you see him get up yeah. after? Wobbled. Look, he initiated the contact. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'd finally been playing well. You're right. He'd been playing. He looked, he looked like, you know what, the Giants got the right guy. And he got up, and he looked like a, like a boxer. Mm-hmm. He was staggering, and it's really unfortunate because the Cowboys are a good team, and I think that that would have been a much better football game. Yep. Uh, and then we topped it off last night with Buffalo in Kansas City. Look, these bills are for real, and I, I think the biggest question is the Chiefs, we thought, are going to have to outscore everybody to win these games. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that. They can't. They can't. That offensive line. I loved what they did. They're going to be good because they're young. They'll get there. Mm-hmm. I thought they'd be there at this point, though. Yeah. I thought maybe a couple of weeks. We're going to the middle of October mm-hmm. now, and it's still not right. And Daniel Sorensen, it's over? Yeah. Um, the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL. I know they're not the only undefeated team. That's Arizona. Best team in the NFL. Certainly in the AFC. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Okay. And speaking of that, so every week on our TV show on Mediacom, you can mm-hmm. catch it. It's inside the numbers. We do our power rankings, AFC, NFC. Let's just do a top 10 of the whole NFL this week. You Switch it that? up a little all bit. All right. Because I'd like to see where, all right, whoever you have, Arizona, where do they fall when we're talking about the NFL as a whole? Because I know right now, Buffalo's my number one team. I agree. Over Arizona. Yep. The Who? Chiefs in that top 10? No, yeah, you have to. Still, but. I mean, toward the bottom. Right. Towards the Certainly bottom. Certainly not in the top five. No. I mean, at, at six, uh, well, at 720, Kyler Murray was the leader at the, at the books as far as the uh, MVP favorite. Mm-hmm. And then Josh Allen had a chance to play. Yeah. Whew, unbelievable. Miller and Condon, off to Vegas we will go. Jeff Benson from Circus Sports, uh, operations manager out there. How did the books do? Who do they have tonight? Did they get clobbered? Did they win that? With Jeff Benson next, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO. 1-800 bets off. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, 
Brian Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 on the AM dial, 106.3 FM. We take you until noon. Uh, in about 40 minutes, uh, Scott Dockerman from The Athletic, more on Iowa-Penn State and a look ahead to Purdue. Let's head to Vegas, shall we? To Circa Sports, Circa now in the state of Iowa. We've just heard the last spot, spot. Circa Sports. Uh, Jeffrey Benson uh, joins us. Uh, Jeffrey, uh, Trent Condon, Ken Miller, thanks for coming on. How are you? Good. Appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, it was certainly a uh, tremendous weekend of football, both uh, with some exciting finishes uh, Saturday in college and uh, then obviously a, a really good uh, NFL Sunday with uh, some late game finishes, some kicker mishaps. <laughs> but uh, overall, uh, a great weekend of football, uh, certainly a record handle in terms of wow. right. Uh, you know, the right just continues to increase. Uh, week after week after week, uh, and it was certainly uh, a nice weekend uh, with a lot of Chicago Bear fans uh, in town. Obviously, they play the Raiders uh, here at Allegiant Stadium, uh, but certainly a good weekend uh, of football, and uh, you know, excited to, to talk through it with you guys right now. Uh, absolutely. So I want to go back to Saturday. Um, the early the early window was really good. I mean, Ole Miss in Arkansas was a, a slugfest, uh, so many points scored. And then you had the Red River Showdown, right? Two marquee teams, Oklahoma and Texas. How much volume, I'm, I'm guessing, had that game been played at night, at night out in Vegas, say it's a 5 o'clock kickoff out there, Pacific time zone, how much does the uh, where the game kicks off as far as what point part of the day, day part, um, how big of a difference is it? Because Oklahoma, Texas, I'm assuming, should have done a lot of volume, but it's 9 a.m. kickoff out there. How big of a role is that? Yeah, great question. I mean, obviously, I think when you look at, um, you know, the 5 o'clock ABC game, you know, out here, our time, you know, if that's a Bama game or a high-profile, you know, matchup with two ranked teams, uh, or even if if you're looking at Sunday and you look at you know what the Sunday night football game is, you know obviously last night with the Bills and Chiefs was was a fantastic one. I think the time slot you know that you get a lot of these games in um, you know ha- has something to do with how much you're going to write on it. But you know for us yesterday, um, uh, the Oklahoma Texas game uh, was a fantastic one uh, for us. It was the biggest decision uh, of the day in college. Uh, we needed uh, Texas. Uh, we were feeling pretty good about ourselves yeah. up 28-7 before Lincoln Riley uh, made the quarterback switch there, um, and we weren't obviously, uh, you know, able to, you know, get home with it there. Obviously, Oklahoma roared back. Uh, you know, the quarterback switch provided, uh, you know, the uh, the momentum change um, for for Oklahoma to kind of, you know, get that spark plug they needed. So obviously, for us, it wasn't the best of results. Um, but it was a fantastic game, um, and you know, to your point, even even with the 9 a.m. start time, uh, it was certainly you know the, the biggest game in terms of uh, decision for us, um, and betters weren't deterred because of that early start. Iowa Penn State, the biggest game for us here in this state. Mm-hmm. Two and a half. I saw a lot of people close. Where did you guys close that number? Iowa wins it by three, and how important was it one side or the other? Iowa getting that late score to win it. Did you guys need the Nittany Lions, or did you need the Hawkeyes, and you're rooting for the black and gold? Yeah, I believe we closed three. Uh, obviously, that was another. We had a, we had a couple big games uh, in college football. Uh, they didn't go our way, you know. For that, uh, for us, uh, you know, to land three there was uh, not the greatest result. Um, you know, we kind of got sided there. Uh, that was one of our other biggest decisions. Uh, obviously, Penn State losing Clifford. 
um, and, and not having a, you know a, a, another solid quarterback to go to uh, really hurt them. Um, but the Nittany Lions came out. Uh, obviously, they were down early, but uh, they responded. Uh, but them winning by three uh, was not uh, you know what we were looking for. Uh, here at Circus Sports, but you know that's okay. The lights will uh, certainly come on tomorrow, <laughs> and we'll, we'll we'll live to fight another day. Yeah, indeed. So, would you say the betters got you Saturday? And if that's the case, because I got to think that there was a lot of parlays killed with Alabama. Like, mm. let's go there. Did uh, uh, the parlays that seemingly most people thought, well, there's a free square. I'll take Bama. Uh, that had to help. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we we obviously talked about the Iowa game, the Texas game. You know, the other bad game uh, for us. Uh, was the Michigan game. Uh, Matt Metcalf, who's our sports director, uh, he opened that uh, one. We took uh, Michigan money all the way up to two and a half, three, and then we saw a little buyback at three. So obviously Michigan winning by a field goal uh, kind of got sided in the middle there. Uh, obviously most of the bets uh, on Michigan were laying less than a field goal, um, and then most of the bets on Nebraska were plus three. Uh, so those, I would say, were the three bad results. Uh, the one good uh, piece of news uh, was Bama losing outright. Um, obviously, when you looked at it, uh, to your point, you know most betters thought it was a free spot. Uh, we definitely had some money line parlays on it, some teasers. Uh, so them losing outright uh, on the road uh, against A and M uh, was certainly a bonus and a benefit. Definitely killed off some things going into Sunday. Um, and then obviously, you know when Bama is down at the half um, and, and you know, you're looking at that halftime line. Uh, betters are certainly going to be enticed to think that Bama's going to be able to come back and, uh, you know, cover that. So Bama's second half uh, was also very popular uh, in addition to Bama laying 18 uh, pregame. Uh, so we certainly did very, very well there. Uh, that helped to dig us out of a little bit of a hole. Um, but overall, uh, Saturday was a break even for us. Um, you know, like I said, three, three bad games um, in, in some of those marquee matchups. Uh, but certainly uh, Bama going down uh, was definitely a, a win for the house there. Jeffrey, uh, get to the NFL here in a moment, but one of the things I love about Circa is you can do a cross sport. So you can take some big money line favorites in the NFL and college and even MLB and kind of put them all together in a parlay. How often do people do that, that are jumping through sports? Not I'm just going to put together a college card here for Saturday, but jumping across all the sports that we had going on this weekend. Oh, it's definitely something that's very popular, obviously. Uh, you know, when you're laying some of these big favorites, you know, the ability to, to, to put them with some other big favorites, whether it's in the NFL, uh, you know, college football, you know, NBA, things like that. It allows you to reduce the juice. Uh, and kind of one of the neat things we do here at Circus Sports is we pay true odds on parlays. So uh, obviously uh, most sports books have a, you know, a parlay pay table uh, that regardless of the odds, uh, you know, they're kind of fixed uh, in the sense of what you're going to get paid the, but obviously here at Circus Sports, when you're, you know, you're betting things that are minus 110, um, at the end of the day, uh, you're going to get paid true odds uh, on your parlay payouts, uh, which is certainly a nice uh, advantageous uh, thing for the better. Where did the uh, betters get you yesterday, and where did they fall short? Yeah, yesterday was uh, you know, an interesting day with a lot of, lot of good finishes. Uh, early in the morning slate, uh, the to no surprise, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who were a very, very popular pick. Uh, you know, they were bet up from 10. I believe we closed 11 and a half. Uh, looked like the Dolphins could get there uh, for a little while, and then obviously an offensive onslaught by, uh, you know, Brady and company. They were late in the second half. Uh, they rolled with it. 
Uh, that was not a good start to the morning uh, for us. Um, while most sports books uh, needed the Bengals, uh, we actually needed the Packers. Um, so after a couple doinks uh, from Mason Crosby, uh, on the fifth field goal, finally able to knock it home there and, and win in overtime uh, for the Packers, uh, was certainly a good result for us. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, the late afternoon was kind of a wash. Um, but we were in a little bit of a hole heading into Sunday night football, uh, having the Chiefs win uh, outright or have it land on three, given that that oscillated between two and a half and three most of the weekend, would not have been a very good result for us. Uh, so we were certainly rooting for Buffalo. Uh, the under would have helped, uh, obviously, that last touchdown to go over uh, 56, 56 and a half, 57. Uh, which was where the total was most of the week. Uh, definitely didn't help, uh, but obviously getting Buffalo uh, outright uh, versus uh, you know a very popular public team in the Kansas City Chiefs uh, certainly helped uh, our day. And uh, overall, I would say it was kind of a net wash in terms of the weekend, um, but certainly encouraging from a right perspective. Um, you know what these weekends you know do here uh, with college football and NFL Saturday and Sundays. So we had the long lightning delay last night. I don't know if you have those numbers available, but did you see an increase in in-game betting because people are sitting around waiting, 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 and more people firing as they're sitting there for an hour and 15 minutes? I would say it's kind of nominal, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I, maybe you would have seen a little bit more had there not been a baseball game. Okay. Uh, but obviously with the baseball game running late, um, we were doing in-game on that. Uh, I would say most of the focus uh, was on was on the baseball there. Uh, people had already made their bets on halftime. I don't think it really increased anything uh, necessarily. Um, and had the game been a little bit closer, um, I think maybe the second half would have wrote you know a little bit more than what we thought it would have. Uh, Jeffrey, we have like thirty seconds left. Monday night football tonight. The uh, the Ravens are a touchdown favorite. Uh, totals forty six and a half. What are you seeing so far? Who does it look like you're going to need tonight? Who are the uh, what what kind of action are you seeing on Monday night football? Yeah, seeing some pretty good two way here. Uh, obviously, an interesting matchup in the AFC. Uh, I would anticipate most sports books. Uh, would need the Indianapolis Colts in this spot. Uh, obviously, you'll see quite a few money lines and parlays and teasers uh, to the Baltimore Ravens here as a touchdown favorite. Uh, but I would anticipate we would go into this needing Carson Wentz and company, uh, but no big decision as of right now. Circus Sports, uh, they are available in Iowa. Download the app, CircusSports.com. Started last week. It's kind of a soft launch. It is going to pick up the crews coming to town here the first week in November. Uh, Jeffrey, thanks for doing this. Look forward to doing this on a weekly basis. We appreciate it. Congrats to Circus Sports uh, for being becoming part of the uh, Iowa sports betting footprint. Thank you, Jeffrey. Have a great week. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Good to talk to you. Jeffrey Benson from Circa Sports. Uh, Bama Bob. Trent and I will go around college football. Do we got next. much college football to talk about? Holy mackerel. You think we can talk to him for a half hour? wonder how he's doing. He's a realistic fan. I mean, he knew what we... He saw the writing on the wall. It they wasn't a perfect have, Bama team. No, it's not. It's not. By by a long shot. Uh, Miller and Condon, hour two coming up next. Scott Dockerman on the Hawks as well, 1135. And Mr. Monday Night. Stay there, 1460, 106.3 FM.